Hey, this is Nathan Jenkins from Loon Mountain Ministry, and I want to thank you for checking out our podcast today. We welcome you to join us, the trees, the rocks, and all of creation as we worship our great God. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. We have in front of this bulletin right here something for us to read together. It's biblical truth, which is really nice, otherwise known as scripture reading. And let's start together. We've got a lot of voices here today. You ready? Somebody's ready. Okay, here we go. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 16 through 22. Here we go. For though the righteous fail seven times, they rise again. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. Do not gloat when your enemy falls, for they stumble. Do not let your heart rejoice, or the Lord will see and disapprove and turn his wrath away from them. Do not fret because of evildoers, or be envious of the wicked. For the evildoer has no future hope, and the lamp of the wicked will be snuffed out. For the Lord and the King, my son, and do not join the rebellious officials, for those too will send sudden destruction upon them, and who knows what calamities they can bring. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Uh, you guys can be seated. I was telling my friends here from the Midwest that each year they come, uh, I kind of have a selfish request, and uh, I ask them uh, to sing, and I absolutely love it, because when we get to heaven, those that have put their faith, hope, and love in Jesus Christ are going to be joined with all kinds of people that sound different, that speak different that look different, and they're all going to be praising the great and glorious King. And what's going to be beautiful about heaven is we'll all understand what everyone's saying, which will be great, especially for marriage. Um, that was a good one. Huh? <laughs> but I am really thankful for, for um, this opportunity. And what's beautiful is uh, we have a guy who's going to sing uh, How Great Thou Art later in French. I heard them speaking in Creole earlier together. And now we're going to hear, is it in German, the song you're going to sing? So I just cannot wait to hear all, and I don't know what it is, but when people start praising God in a different language, it just hits home. So if you guys wouldn't mind singing, I would really appreciate it.
Thank you, guys. Every time they do that, I tear up. For this time, I could. I just looking over the mountains and listening to your sing. I just envisioned all of us journeying to God. We're going over peaks, in the valleys. Things are difficult. And as a kid, I was a pastor's kid, and uh, that meant that I had to go to church on Sunday night too. And uh, once a quarter, and sometimes even once a month on Sunday night. I don't know if my father was just tired of preaching we would just do a hymn sing where literally we would just sit in this is awesome that we'd have a piano player or organ player that could do this we would just sit in the audience and we would get done singing one and someone say 256 please and then they would start playing and we would sing 256 and those were some of my favorite uh, Sunday nights so thank you guys for bringing me back to my childhood I really appreciate it well, we read from the book of Proverbs, and uh, we've been covering the book of Proverbs for quite a while now, and we've been doing a, pro- a chapter of Proverbs a Sunday. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And we say this, if, if the reading of God's Word is not a part of your daily routine, you really ought to make it that way. And I'm speaking to myself as well. It's not that easy. It's harder than you might think. But to kind of help us, The book of Proverbs has 31 chapters, and there's 31 days typically in a month. So just look up on the calendar what day you are and flip to that proverb. Here's what I love about Proverbs, is that it's really kind of two voices. It's um, the voice of Solomon, who's one of the wisest men who ever lived. He kind of has this fatherly voice in the book of Solomon. And then there's this other voice, and the book of Solomon calls her Lady Wisdom. Now, I know that we have a lot of broken homes. And not everyone was blessed like I was to have a mom and dad that loved God and loved each other. If you are an individual who came from a really difficult home, where maybe you didn't have a father's love, or you didn't experience a mother's wisdom, please turn to the book of Proverbs. Please make the book of Proverbs part of your life. Because in this book of Proverbs, which is called the book of wisdom, you are going to hear the voice of a loving, wise father. You're going to hear the voice of a caring, nurturing, wise mother. Proverbs says this uh, when it pertains to um, a mother and a father. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, starts right out by saying, My child, listen when your father corrects you. Do not neglect your mother's instruction. Maybe you came from a home where the instruction was all and only for your father's good and not your benefit. Maybe you came from a home where there was actually no mother's instruction. Let me say I'm sorry. Let me also say that you are not alone, and God sees you. The Bible is very clear that God is near to the fatherless. God is near to the motherless. And I have found in my short time being a pastor, that when I counsel people that have come from a home without a mother, or a home without a father, when they sit and think for a while, it begins to dawn on them, Wow, that lady across the street, that teacher in elementary school, 
that coach I had in middle school, that youth pastor, that pastor, that aunt, that uncle, that grandmother, that grandfather. They really mothered me. They really fathered me. And if you can allow yourself to trust the Lord, you can look back over your life. And I know that a lot of people feel like they really want an aha moment where God has just changed everything in their life. And they won't believe Him, or they won't put their faith in Him, until He's, boom, changed everything. But what I have witnessed in being a minister, and in my own life, that you might not, some people have an aha moment. But you might not have an aha moment. But I bet you, if you practice that ancient worship of silence, and you practice that ancient worship of solitude, and you ask the Lord to reveal to you, you will look back over your many moments in your life and you'll say, Aha! Didn't see you there, God. But now I do. The book of Proverbs also says, this is about Lady Wisdom, Listen as Lady Wisdom calls out, as her understanding rises from her voice, on the hilltop, along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroad. Ever been at a crossroad in your life? Remember when crossroads were really, really difficult? Like, should I have peanut butter and jelly or SpaghettiOs? That was a big crossroad at one point in time. Or even worse, should I get Swedish fish or Reese's peanut butter cups at the movie? That's a tough crossroad. But then remember, as crossroads got harder, should I date this person? Should I not? Should I go to this college? Should I not? Remember when they got even harder? Should I marry this person? Should I not? Should I take this job? Should I not? Lady Wisdom cries out at crossroads. So if you find yourself at a crossroad, like we most always do, each one of us will probably have a crossroad by the end of this week of some sort. Pause. Recognize the crossroad. And say, Lady Wisdom, I'm listening for you. The Word of God says that you'll cry out at a crossroad. Isn't that a beautiful promise? What a beautiful promise. I don't know about you if you had a mother like me, but I look to my mom a lot at crossroads. I love my father. I have incredible conversations with my father. But crossroads, I call my mother. You know? I'm getting older, and the doctor is telling me things. These are crossroads. And when I have a time with my doctor, a lot of times he tells me something that makes me go, I don't know if I want to do that or not. Guess who I call? My mother, who was a nurse for 47 years. Right? If you do not have that person in your life, I would, I would ask you, ask the Lord, who gives generously, the Bible says, to all who would ask. And if you would ask the Lord, God, I need a wise mother. I need a counseling father. He will give it to you. Just be ready for what they're going to say. <laughs> and heed it. Listen to it. So there's these two voices in the book of Proverbs. Solomon, wise father, 
and Lady Wisdom, the wise mother. Let's think about that. Grab your bulletin with me as we walk through this and we think about these different voices. You can hear them. I can hear them. The first verse is said by the Father, for sure. <laughs> Watch out, boy. Even though you do the right thing sometimes, you mess up and you fall flat on your face. Get up. You can do this. Pull yourself up. He's from New England. He'd say, pull yourself up via bootstraps, buddy. Then you can hear the mother's voice. Hey. Because I can hear the dad kind of say, and look at them. They're following down. They're falling down over there. And I can hear the mother, whoa, 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 honey. Look at this. The mother in verse 17. Don't gloat when your enemy falls, when they stumble. Don't let your heart rejoice. Can you hear your mom say that? Can you hear a mom say that? What's interesting, can we look at that word enemy? And can you say, don't be happy when someone who thinks differently than you, who acts differently than you, who looks differently than you, stumbles? Boy, it's really sad. Because do you know how the media industry works? how they make their money, how they get their viewership, by having one group of people enjoy the fall of another group of people. That is the, that is the media industry in a nutshell. So I can hear the mom, hey, be careful how you start your day. Be careful. Is it with media that is really just trying to get a... A reaction out of you by showing you how the other people that think different like you have fallen today? Man, I feel like every commercial right now, because we're in November, is all about the other person falling. And they always do that dark screen, you know, like, if you vote for this person, the world's going to be over. And then the next commercial is the other side. If you vote for that person, it's definitely going to be over. Well, then who do I vote for? It's all over. And that's how the media works. The media puts us against each other because without teens raging war against each other, there is no media. Guys, in the simple gospel of God's word, there is no us versus them. There is no good, like, this is the team and that's the team. There's just us, the human race that has chosen our own way, and a good and gracious and holy and perfect God. And one said it really well. They said, I'm nobody important. I'm just one beggar showing another beggar where I got bread. And his name is Jesus Christ. There's no team in that. That's just one beggar showing another beggar where to get bread. Hey, have you met the Father yet? Have you met the good, loving, eternal Father? I really would like to introduce you to Him. He loves me and I know He loves you. Well, you can hear the mother's voice saying, I bet you better not be making fun of other people. You better not be making fun of other people. Because God doesn't approve of that. And then you can hear the mother say, You know what? 
And when the evil people, when they do well, right? Because we're not supposed to gloat when they fall down. That's really hard, guys. That's really hard. When I don't like an opposing sports team, I get pretty excited when they do bad. I get really excited when someone who's playing against the Patriots throws an interception. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah! Do we do that in our lives? When somebody that we don't like, something happens to them, do we kind of go, yes, because we wouldn't do it out loud, right? Yes, we walk that way. Lord, examine my heart. Lord, examine our heart. See if there be any wicked way in us. The Bible says, see if there be any wicked way. Is the wicked way that I celebrate someone who I don't really like or someone that I don't really agree with their downfall? Mom goes on to say, and she says, but when the wicked people, when the evil, when the person that's really rude or mean to you, when it goes well for them, don't fret. Don't worry. You can't control that. And the Bible is very, very clear. That it is God who avenges. It's God who has revenge. It's God who sees good for good and evil for evil. It's God. Let Dad take care of it. And while your enemy is failing, while your enemy is frustrating you, while they're making you super upset, know that you are human and you are making somebody else on the planet just as upset at you. And if you don't think you are, you are completely out of your mind. Completely out of your mind. It's amazing to me how many days I go through not thinking anyone actually, that I'm actually offending or ruining anyone's day. It's ridiculous. And so when I have those moments, and I am guilty of them all the time, the Holy Spirit convicts, and I can hear the voice of the wise father. I can hear the voice of the wise mother. This is why we put Scripture in. This is why we try to, you know, it feels really good to be in this sun right now. Sorry for those that aren't. This feels great. We are to treat God's word like this. Where we sit and we soak it in. The truth. And this is wisdom. And in verse 21, here comes the voice of dad back. You can hear it now. Even in like this like big general of an army voice. Fear the Lord. Honor the king, my son. Can you hear it? Fear God. Honor the king. It would be something like a general would say. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that that's in some movie somewhere. Fear God. Honor the king. And God, and the father says, and don't mess around with those rebellious kids. Boy, I am guilty of really enjoying some good rebel fun. Anyone else guilty of that? I am. <coughs> you don't think so? Yeah. How many years have you taught? Yeah, and you have some kids in your class. Can you tell when there are kids that are enjoying the rebellion against you as a teacher? I was one of them. I'm sorry. I was one of them. Yeah. I know. I know. I get it. She gets it. She knows the she knows the condition of the human heart, but she's a teacher. And I remember I remember that feeling in 7th grade 
as an English teacher lost control of the class. I was like, this is awesome. We're taking over. Close your books. It is not reading time. Whoa! You've got this mob mentality. It feels good to join a rebellion. That's what I get nervous sometimes, guys. I really get nervous about myself, and I get nervous about us Christians. Because are we about the truth, or are we about a rebellion? Because us Christians sometimes, boy, we love to stick it to whoever's in charge of the country. And we love to stick it to whoever's in charge of the town or the the police officer or whatever. And what's really sad as Christians, many times we justify it theologically. You want to see dad get mad? (laughs) You want to see the heavenly father get a little wound up? It's when his kids use what they perceive as his idea to knock down another person that is made in the image of the almighty God. That makes dad mad. Why? Because that person that we are putting down is a beautiful creation that was made by our loving Heavenly Father. And we feel very justified, well I do, to put that person down that has a very different idea than I do. Now that doesn't mean we can't disagree, folks. That doesn't mean that we can't say, well that's not a very good idea. That's a very different thing than saying, I don't like you as a perfect person, you're awful, you're disgusting, I hope that you die in a car crash on the way home. That sounds ridiculous. That's what we really feel like when we disagree with somebody in the news, or on the other side, or someone who doesn't look or think like us. We do. We can get that hot that quick. And the book of Proverbs says, whoa, hold on a second. The voice of the wise father makes it simple. There's only one thing that you need to be motivated towards. There's only one thing that needs to have your attention. There's only one thing that you need to to strive for. This is what I love about the Bible. It's really big, it's really huge, but it is extremely simple. And it is this. Fear the Lord. The the Bible says in Proverbs, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and understanding. And see, the fear of the Lord is coming to grips with the awesomeness, the beauty, the power, standing in awe, in reverence, in respect, and falling in love with the attributes, the characteristics, the presence of God. That's what it means to fear the Lord. And being able to fall in love with God because of who He is and what He has done is available to every human being. Every human being has the opportunity to choose to fear the Lord. Some extremely wise people 
got together in the 1600s. Back in the 1600s. They were having this argument about how to do church. Sound familiar? Guys, there's nothing new under the sun. We've been arguing about how to do church since we started it. We've been arguing about how to do it since the first two brothers were born, Cain and Abel. And they were just one generation from perfection. We've been arguing. And so in the 1600s, some extremely brilliant minds got together. What I love about back then is the way that it worked is there was a lot less individual ideas. Everyone didn't have a Facebook account and Instagram account and Twitter account. They just had the country of England account and the country of Scotland account and the country of Ireland account. And they were working at trying to figure it out. And you know what? They poured over the Bible. They went through all the theological doctrines. And you know what they came up with? It said this, the purpose of life. They said this, the purpose of your life, the purpose of my life. This is lovely. To glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Let me say that one more time. These brilliant minds pondered all the scriptures, went through all the history of the church, went through all of it, and they said, here we go. In their language, they said, the chief end of man, which in 2022 English is the purpose of life is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. You see how simple that is? What is it with us humans that we love to complicate things? Me included. I play this really, really ridiculous game. It's ridiculous. It's a ball about that big. And you have this metal stick and you ready for this? We hit it through the woods and through fields for up to 6,000 yards. I'm not kidding you. One of the holes is like 500 yards, and I'm trying to get a ball the size of a ping pong ball into a hole the size of a pocket gopher hole. After 500 yards. That's silly, isn't it? It's a really difficult game. It's very hard. And you know what they decided? You know what? This isn't, more, this isn't difficult enough. I'm going to add a sand trap there, a water trap here, another sand trap here, and a big hill so the ball goes into the woods every time you hit it there. Guys, we look the same way doing church. We look the same way doing Christianity. To glorify God and enjoy Him forever is simple. It's hard enough. And then we go ahead and we tack on all of these things that make it really difficult. No wonder people don't want to come. People that don't play golf come out and watch me do one hole of golf and they'll say, no thanks, I'm never going to play this game. A lot of people witness our Christian lives 
one day in the Christian life and say, no thanks. My life is already complicated and hard enough. They don't hear the beautiful, loving voice of Jesus that says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Guys, the message of the Bible is simple. God is love. He sent His Son. He died and He rose again. And those who put their faith, hope, and love in Him, that's the fear of the Lord. So when you fear the Lord, you put your faith, hope, and love in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the Bible is clear that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Boy, do we love to complicate that verse. For anyone that would memorize the Old Testament, for anyone that would come to church every time, for everyone that would live a squeaky clean life, for everyone that would fake a squeaky clean life so that they can look to everybody else that they're doing it correctly. No, the Bible says that anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Period. Simple. Now when we do that, the Holy Spirit comes into us and we begin to live a life that is led by the Spirit. Not as simple. <laughs> not as simple. But not of me. But of the Holy Spirit leading us. But it starts with everyone calling on the name of the Lord. It's the fear of God. The awe. The beauty. The respect. The wonder. The falling in love with the good and gracious and holy and powerful God. Jesus, thank you for your book of wisdom. Thank you that your wisdom, God, is actually through all of creation, through all of us as humans. God, we don't have to be biblical scholars. We don't have to know Greek and Hebrew. God, we can look at the stars. We can look at the moon. We can look at the sun. We can look at your creation. We can look into the eyes of our neighbor. We can look into the eyes of our spouse and see the wisdom of a good and gracious God who is calling all humanity back to himself. Please, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, help us that have put our hope and faith in you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit that we might go out and we would be witnesses to this beauty, to this satisfaction of being in love with you. That people would ask us, what is the deal? Well, I love the Lord. And God, for those that do not love you, would you show yourself to them? Through rain, through snow, through sun, clouds, God, would you show yourself to them, even where they're at, whether their life is pleasurable or their life is painful, would you show them that your, your burden is easy, your yoke is light, that you love them and that your wisdom is life-giving and that to be in awe and wonder and respect of you is the beginning of what they're looking for. Jesus, we thank you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We here at Loon Mountain Ministry are committed to loving God, serving community, and enjoying mountains. We want to thank you for being a part of our collective high five this week as we seek to be a light in the White Mountains and all around the world. Please feel free to reach out to us at info at loonmtnministry.com so we can get more connected. See you guys.